You're listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Coming up, inflation eases, the share market rises as a result, and investors on OPEC Plus meeting watch. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 29th of November, 2023. On Market Day, we'll speak with Niv Dagan from Peak Asset Management. But first to inflation, where the CPI indicator eased from 5.6% to 4.9% annually in October. What does it mean for interest rates? I spoke with Katrina L, Moody's Analytics Economist. Katrina, how would you describe the inflationary environment at the moment? So what we're seeing is that Australia's inflation pressures are really unfortunately still too hot for comfort. So what we saw with the inflation data for October was that it did cool down to 4.9%. And that's good news. But at the same time, you know, the, the RBA really likes inflation to sustainably sit within that 2 to 3% range. So we still do have some way to go before we get there. And while it's down, this specific piece of information, it's just an inflation indicator, right? And we don't get the full picture of inflation until the quarterly results. So can you explain that? And the fact that a lot of the services component of inflation, which is, from what I understand, is the real problem at the moment, isn't captured in detail in this report. Yeah, that's a really good question and a really good point to kind of draw out. So what we do see with the monthly inflation data that we've been getting is that it provides a rolling basket of goods and services. So it's not a consistent picture. We're not looking at the same goods and services from month to month in this monthly inflation data. It's that quarterly data that provides that consistent basket of goods and services. But the monthly data is still incredibly valuable because it is providing that, you know, more timely indicator of what's happening with inflation. And, you know, rather than having to wait for that quarterly print. And I think given the importance of inflation at the moment, it's it's front of center of everyone's mind from households to businesses to RBA. So getting that uh, timely indicator of inflation on a monthly basis, rather than having to wait for it each quarter, I think is really important still and adding a lot of value. Okay, so let's break down some of the numbers. Clothing and footwear prices actually fell in the month, down 1.5% compared with the same time last year. Combined with yesterday's 0.2% decline in retail sales, what does that say about the consumer? Yeah, so what we're seeing is that households, unsurprisingly, are under a lot of pressure at the moment because what we've seen is in the case of residential mortgage holders, they've seen a significant rise in borrowing costs over a short period of time. And for households that aren't on residential mortgages, they've still seen that hefty rise in rental costs as well. At the same time as we're experiencing, you know, higher costs for both goods and services. So, you know, your woolly shop, my woolly shop is a lot more expensive than it was a year year ago and even two years ago. So we are seeing households under pressure. But at the same time, the October retail print was a weak one. But I think we will see a bit of a rebound in those November retail sales, because what we're seeing is the forward indicators are suggesting the Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday were, were pretty big this year for households. You mentioned Woolies, so I'm going to draw a connection with with food because what we saw were increases in uh, the price of some foods, uh, the prices of uh, of petrol at the Bowser, so basically the essentials, right? Doesn't that talk to the inequitable way inflation hits the population? 
Oh, definitely. And I mean, unfortunately, what we do see is that those, you know, lower income households are the ones that are disproportionately exposed to higher prices for non-discretionary items. So, you know, more of your income, if you're a lower income earner, is going to, you know, just those basic necessities, unfortunately. So you're exactly right. It does have a disproportionate impact. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, the RBA is really on the, the front foot trying to sustainably bring inflation back down to that two to three percent range. And I guess the government then also has a role to play because there's some targeted government assistance. So I think in the data, we saw rents up 6.6% on the year, but it would have been 8.3% higher had it not been for government rent assistance. And electricity would have been nearly 19% higher. Instead, it's 8.4% because of rebates. The question is, though, Katrina, is this a good or a bad thing? And can that actually be inflationary if that money is diverted somewhere else or is it specifically targeted? I think it has been uh, quite well targeted in these cases and it has been really, um, you know, craved upon by the, those lower income populations. So I think in this point in time, it is a positive thing and we are seeing um, more broadly um you know, targeted pressure towards the the rental assistance side of things, which has been really needed for for lower income households. And I don't think the assistance has been broad enough to have a, a meaningful inflationary impact at this point. But, you know, it is definitely still something that is worth watching. We've seen the Australian dollar rise over the past few weeks. I think it's at a four month high against the US at the moment. What kind of an impact is our currency having? Yeah. Uh, so when I looked before, it looks like it's up, you know, almost 5% since early November, which is a quite a decent appreciation against the, the greenback. And it's actually good news from an inflation point of view, because it does mean that imported inflation is easing a bit. So we're actually paying less for those goods and services that we're, um, you know, importing from overseas. So it is kind of helping that inflation fight in terms of, um, you know, trying to, to bring inflation back down to where it needs to be. So on the whole, looking at all of this information, what do you think it means for the Reserve Bank? Because um, I've seen a bit of commentary that suggests that the chances of a rate rise in December has eased. If so, does it, it doesn't necessarily mean rate rises are off the cards, hey? Yeah, it's it's a complex question, but I think given that we we did see the October print come in a little bit weaker than what was expected, it's certainly good news. So in terms of a December rate hike, you know, our, our expectation is that it's it's off the cards. And so it's a nice early Christmas present for households that they won't be experiencing another 25 basis point hike. But at the same time, the RBA has certainly left the door wide open to deliver further hikes, you know, from February onwards, if inflation isn't cooling as much as they would like. And what we are seeing and what you touched upon earlier is that sticky services inflation, you know, they'll be monitoring that closely to see how that evolves over the next couple of months. And if it's not coming down as much as they would like, do expect more rate hikes, but that's not our expectation. Our expectation is that it will continue to be on this bumpy, slow downtrend. So we won't need to see further rate hikes in Australia. Katrina Earl there from Moody's Analytics. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. The ASX 200 jumped 20 points immediately after the data was released from the Bureau of Statistics and finished 0.3% stronger by the close, 7,035. For more, I spoke with Niv Dagan, Executive Director at Peak Asset Management. Niv, shares are up today. What's driving the gains? 
Uh, shares are up about 30 points on the back of lower inflation figures. So inflation came in at 4.9% versus 5.2%. And we're seeing some sector gains in retail and real estate predominantly and some materials driving the market higher. Okay. Um, can you go into more detail about that market reaction to inflation and the implication for interest rates now? Yeah, overall, it's been a subdued reaction. I mean, we've seen a pickup in the Australian dollar. Um, Australian dollar starting to move towards that 70 cents uh, at the moment, and um, investors are starting to price the end of the interest rate cycle. Uh, the RBA is saying there's probably one more cycle to come through, uh, one more increase in interest rates at early 2024, but we are starting to see investors starting to look forward to lower interest rate environment in 2024 and beyond. The delayed OPEC Plus meeting is on tomorrow. Just how important will that be? Look, with, with what we're seeing, obviously, in the Middle East, that's a big barometer. I mean, uh, oil has come off. I mean, it was trading around $95 to $100 a barrel. It's come off to around that $75, $80 a barrel. We have seen that in the in the fuel prices coming off with a higher Australian dollar and, and um, also a lower oil environment. So the OPEC being delayed will be very, very eagerly watched. And obviously, all eyes will come on the back of the geopolitical tension in the Middle East and what occurs uh, over the next few weeks. Any companies making news today that you're following? Yeah, we are seeing um, some, some movements in the retail. So Kogan and JV Hi-Fi provided a, a, an update and we're seeing some money coming back into the retail sector. As I said, real estate uh, with Goodman Fielder as well is starting to move. So they're, they're, they're the ones, set, two sectors that have really underperformed, you'd say, in 2024. And where do you see the opportunities for investors? Look, commodities um, is, is probably really where we're sitting at the moment. I mean, we saw the, that we talked about the divergence overall with, with interest rates. So we're seeing technology. I mean, the NASDAQ is near all-time highs. The Dow Jones is starting to find all-time highs. So really the top end of the market is finding foot in 2023. All eyes will be really on the retail sector, on the real estate sector and commodities we're expecting, especially lithium, which has been sold off quite aggressively of late, copper and gold um, started to find some shine some light uh, leading into Christmas time. Yves Dagan there from Peak Asset Management. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music.